Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. I'm your host, Yaro Starak. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Journey podcast. It's been a while since I've done a solo show, but I'm, I'm happy to be recording one with just my voice. I hope you are too. I've just stopped trying to record little one-minute audio snippets for my new blog design. Now, if you haven't visited yet, take a look. It's at www.entrepreneurs-journey.com. Now, you have to go to the web version, you RSS subscribers. You, you do need to use your browser for this, and you can see the, uh, the layout that I've just implemented with the new design. Uh, I, I wrote an entry about um, the changes made to the site and how I employed a friend of mine, uh, Phil, to do the work and we both worked together to get the site how I wanted it. And uh, the, po- the purpose of today's podcast is actually about choosing uh, and how to get a website built and designed. But um, I just want to go through a bit about this audio first because I, I, need, to, I need to vent. That's what you're here for this time, a bit of venting. Now, on this new blog design, you'll see three audio sections, one on the welcome, one on the popular articles, and one on blog traffic school. And you know, I really am quite proud of the fact that I put audio onto my website because I think it's an important uh, renovation for a website. And really, we need, as, as website owners, to start looking at going beyond text and, and really start using different forms of communication to pass a message through because the fact is not everyone is uh, learns best through reading or even listening. Some people do it better through visual or, or tactile experience. So the more channels of communication we can create, uh, the better. And, and this is my attempt to uh, create an audio method of learning just to describe the main features of my site and hopefully encourage a bit more uh, conversion in this sense. I, I want people to actually sign up to my blog traffic course. I'd like people to read my articles. And of course, with the welcome message, I hope people listen to it and, and get introduced to myself as the, the blog owner and the blog author, as well as my voice when it comes to recording podcasts like this. So, uh, yeah, it was... I basically spent all too much time today trying to record these, and they're literally they're one minute. Now, why I had so much problem, and if you've ever tried to record audio, you may also have a similar um, experience to to tell, because I, I'm used to doing podcasts like this, where I can speak off the top of my head or do an interview with someone, but this time, because I'm doing these buttons, uh, I prepared scripts for them. And they're only a minute, so it's not too long to speak for. So I, I really feel that I should get you know get it right. There can't be any umming or aahing or missed words. So I sat down when I first did the design, and we were about to launch it about a week ago. And I recorded the audio, and I was I was reasonably happy with it. It wasn't um, it got my message across, and I had uh, the content I wanted in them. But I've got some feedback from a few of my friends saying that the way I presented it was a bit wooden in places. And I actually agreed. Um, I think I was happy for them to go live at the time because whilst they did sound wooden, they were very simple and I, I spoke deliberately quite slowly so that people who are not used to, um, I don't know, my accent or just not used to uh, listening and maybe not good with IT, they didn't want to get too lost in a lot of content being spoken to them really quickly, which can be a problem uh, with some audio I've listened to. So I tried to make it as slow and methodical as I can. And the end result was some very wooden 
audio. So just today I've gone back and I've, I've redone my scripts and tried to make it a bit more human, a bit more yarrow, a bit more flowing and interesting. And I, I think I've got the scripts better, but when it came to record them, oh my god, it, I did about 10 to 20 recordings for each one. I uh, spent a good two hours doing it, and I'm still, the ones I uploaded, I'm not 100% happy with. There's a bit of stop gaps, and it's a little bit, uh, not as polished as it was, but I think uh, it's a little bit better, because it's a bit more natural, it's a bit more flowing, um, it, it's a bit more human, that's the biggest point. It's not so much I'm reading a script, it's it's a, it's Yarrow speaking his audio, making a, f a few pauses here and there, and, and getting a bit more of a fun message across. So, anyway... <laughs> The whole idea is have some audio there. It's some good content with my audio buttons, and I'm going to continue to use more audio wherever I can with this uh, fantastic little program. Now, in case anyone's wondering what I'm using to record and uh, produce these little Java buttons for my website, it's a little program called Wicked Streaming Audio. Uh, just do a Google search for Wicked Streaming, and you can download and buy the product. It's uh, amazingly simple. Just create a WAV or an MP3 and put it through this software and choose which button types you want and it'll pump out the code to create it. You just have to upload it to your website and put the code where you want the buttons to appear. Of course it is a JavaScript based um, embedded object so you know it's not 100% compatible with everyone out there but it does the majority of people are using Flash nowadays so um, it should reach the majority of readers and uh, I'm uncomfortable with it so you should be too. So, yeah, that's my, my griping out of the way, and, and hopefully if you have a chance to ever implement audio, you will have an, uh, an easier process than I did. But what I want to talk about today in particular is, is blog design, or website design in particular, since not everyone who listens to my show is a blogger, so there will be a lot of people doing small business websites or product websites and so forth. And as a small business owner who maybe has no IT experience, you're definitely going to be outsourcing your web design as well as your web hosting and all IT matters. So um, when it comes time to decide where to source this from, I know it, it can be a difficult decision to make. And I'd like to go through the process I went through to choose a, a blog designer or a website designer and what I've done in the past to get things done. So uh, we'll move forward with that. Now, now flashback well, seven years ago when I was about to launch my first website, I, I did it with GeoCities. And of course, that was a, a very childish program where I could build my own website. But you'd never use something like that for a professional uh, business site. Uh, so I got myself a book, HTML, Teach Yourself HTML in 24 Hours, and taught myself how to design websites. And over the next year or so, really got stuck into HTML and did a bit of graphic design and taught myself how to use a program called PaintShop Pro to design basic graphic elements. And my design work was okay, it was adequate. It's not brilliant, but I could certainly create a basic business site that looked presentable, and certainly five years ago when the standards weren't quite as high as what they are now. So um, that was the natural progression. But nowadays, as most people who are listening to this will probably concur, you don't want to do the blog design yourself. It's not where your best use of your time is. If you're speaking about 80-20, uh, for my case, I'm not smart to sit down and design websites myself for two reasons. I'm a perfectionist, so I'll spend way too much time trying to get a button or a graphic to go a certain angle or a certain position. 
plus, I'm just slower than a person who's an actual designer and dedicated to creating um, good good web design. So for my blog makeover, and in fact some of my um, course sites I'm going to be creating for my, my blog traffic school course, which is launching later in the year, among some other things, I, I had to get a designer. And I wanted to have someone available to me for whenever I needed design work that was affordable, professional, easy to contact, good to work with, and uh, readily available. So I went through what I teach other people to go through when it comes to finding uh, an outsourced talent. Uh, first, you search your own network, uh, ask around. Um, in my case, I do tend to socialize and communicate with other people working online and in internet business. So I, I had a few people who were coders or programmers or run their own website design firms and I had friends of friends in that sense. And I... Um, I already knew, in fact, who were the people who were most likely to be able to do design work. If if you're not familiar with IT, it's important to make a distinction between a designer and an implementer or a programmer or a coder when it comes to websites. You'll find that the person who's good at making a pretty website isn't necessarily good at programming a website or doing the code to produce it. So, in essence, the designer is more of the painter or the architect of a house, for example, whilst the person who, the, the builder, the constructor, is more the programmer or the, the software developer, depending on what language you're going to use your website, uh, you're going to build your website in. So, um, I need, for my case and probably your situation too, you do need someone who's either a company, so they have all the staff you need, or a sort of all-in-one person who can design as well as implement your your site for you. So being a small business owner, I think we tend to gravitate towards other small business owners because it's a natural dialogue and it's usually a bit more affordable than going with a large uh, software or website development firm. And that was certainly not the way I would go. I'd never go to, for example, in Australia, um, some of the big firms that do web design, I, I just know would be charging me two, three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 to get something done which should you know, I can get from a small business owner for $250, $500 or even you know under a $1,000 price range. So when it comes time for you to do the same thing and find a designer, uh, I recommend search your, your own personal network first. So that's what I did. And I'll explain what happened to me later, but I'll just give you the other options you can go through to find a designer. So you search your first your own network, and that's the best way because you get friends of friends and you make contacts and uh, it's a little bit you know, word of mouth tends to carry a lot about credibility and you can generally find someone good based on friend recommendations. On the flip side, you can also fall into traps where someone will recommend someone who's not so good but because they're friends for for whatever reason, they're trying to help each other out and you end up getting someone who's not so good. But there's an element in that no matter what you do. Now, if you search your social network and you can't find anyone, uh, try searching maybe online and, and your internet network, I'd like to call this. Uh, in my case, I know a lot of other bloggers and and small business owners around the world, most of whom I've never met face-to-face, -face, but I have had Skype conversations with or exchange an email now and then. Purely, I've established this from my, my blogging, uh, the networking I've done through that. Now, you may not quite have as, as extensive a network as I do because you're, you're not a blogger, but I, I'm sure you know... Um, a certain blogger, you you read their website, for example. That you, um, as a good example, you read my blog and you know me. So, 
by asking me for my contacts, I could pass someone on to you. So that's a, a, an example of your internet network working for you to find talent. So, for example, if you do need some help with web design, you know, I can recommend the person did my design work or my internet marketing work or my programming work because I have all these contacts from the, the projects I've done. So, yeah, seriously, if you do have any things, you can come to me. Uh, same example, if if you want to search around the internet, find some of your other favorite websites. You might know the owners of those websites and ask them whether they have a good contact to do whatever you need doing. Install a program, uh, recommend to you a certain type of forum software that you should use, etc., etc. Now, if those two first methods don't work, and they're the most reliable in my book, you need to start going to the bit more conventional ways of finding talent and, and finding freelancers. Um, these methods I have not had the best experience with and I, I used these back when I didn't have very good networks for business and you tend to potluck a little bit in this situation. What The first place I go to would be a, a site like Elance or Rent-A-Coder uh, or just type in the term freelance or contractor into a search engine and you'll get a bunch of sites that specialize in linking contractors and freelancers with um, other people to do small contract projects. Elance is the big one. That's Elance, E-L-A-N-C-E dot com. And there's millions, well, maybe not millions, but certainly thousands of, of contractors there on the whole range of the IT spectrum. Now, a word of warning, if you do go this way, um, you'll be tempted by certain um, <laughs> contractors from parts of the world where their their economies and their currencies are lower than the Western world. For example, um, Eastern European countries, uh, Russia, um, India, Pakistan, uh, those places you'll, you'll get some amazingly cheap offers to do your project for you because from their book, if you're paying American, Australian, Canadian, you know, British currency, for them, if they get $10, that's equivalent for us getting $100 in, in a Western currency country. So it's worth it for them to bid very low to produce the output. And, of course, you've all heard stories about call centers and so forth being outsourced to places like India just because companies can uh, enjoy the the discounted pricing there and, and get things a lot cheaper. So I'm not saying don't necessarily use someone from one of those countries. And there's, you know, hundreds of people with fantastic talent coming out of those countries. But, you you know, you have a certain issues to deal with and these are issues for me which are big um, a communication barriers can you know is English a first language in these countries can you easily communicate your requirements over uh, either the phone or over email um, that's a big one for me if I can't f speak face to face it has to be a very simple project for me to coordinate it through internet communications uh, using Skype or a telephone call to talk about what you want designed is okay the best way is to sit down and show a person face-to-face -face by looking at websites together and showing them what you want. That's the way I prefer to work. But for that to work, you have to have someone in your location to get it done. That's just one of the pitfalls of using a freelancer. But that being said, of course, there's millions of people every day that do use freelancers and get the work done. It's, it's a great place to use something like Elance if you only have simple projects to be done uh, proofreading, editing, for example, is a great uh, simple thing. Maybe desktop publishing, uh, graphic design work. Very small, modular projects that don't require a lot of back and forwarding and not complex software programs. That's a good thing to maybe outsource to an Eastern European or a, an Indian or a Pakistani, for example. 
Now, that being said, of course, there are a lot of uh, Western uh, programmers who also bid on places like uh, Elance, but they're bidding in the local currency, so you're generally going to pay a bit more. But it will always be cheaper than going to a, a proper firm to get something produced. So it's it's probably a first port of call once you've done your social and internet networks is to search places like free uh, Elance. Now, if that doesn't even work for you and you have trouble, um, and I'd be surprised because you're, you'll get inundated with people willing to take your money if you use one of those websites. But if still you, you're you're lacking in, in that area, um, you pretty much left to choose between um, posting a job traditional way. Uh, you could try even you know the classified ads in a newspaper or online at sites like Craigslist. You could even try eBay um, auctioning off your job. That might get some attention to it. That's a possibility depending on the type of project you've got, and you might get a cheap price that way. It's it's really limited to you know what methods you can use to gain awareness for your project, but. Um, my recommendation, and this is what I did, find someone in your social network who can refer you to someone they used and they've proven and they can demonstrate their value and uh, go with that. So that's what happened for me. I have a friend here who was running a web design and an internet cafe business. Uh, they had some contract designers. I actually knew one of them and that was Phil. Um, I got in touch with Phil and said, I'm listening to do some blog redesign work. I, I have a concept in my head. I need you to put it onto the screen for me and, and do the implementation with the, the CSS and the HTML. And um, Phil came over to my place. We nutted out what I wanted, where I wanted it, and did some time frames, some costs, and we went to work. And um, I, because I'm, I'm a fairly hands-on client, I have a, a good understanding of cascading style sheets as well as HTML, so I could go in and change things myself without having to constantly back and forth with Phil too much, although there was some of that. And um, we uh, eventually you know, got the job done, and you're, you're looking at it now if you're at entrepreneurs-journey.com. And I'm actually doing the renovation for small business branding as well with Phil, and the design will be quite similar to Entrepreneur's Journey, just with uh, an overall layout will be the same, but the color scheme and, and graphical elements will be a bit different. So... Um, yeah, look forward to seeing that. Hopefully we'll be launching uh, shortly after you might be listening to this podcast or might already be out by the time you are listening to it. That's smallbusinessbranding.com. So when it comes to, uh, for your situation, finding IT talent, search your social networks first. Search the internet networks by asking people who blog or asking website owners or even asking me if I can refer you to a certain type of person. Uh, look to comp to websites like Elance or Rent-A-Coder, that's R-E-N-T-A-C-O-D-E-R.com. Do a search within Google for a freelancer or a contractor, or use some sort of traditional uh, advertising method to find a contractor such as the newspaper or Craigslist or even eBay or some sort of online forum where a lot of designers and programmers hang out like digitalpoint.com or sitepoint.com all those sort of um, IT geek filled forums <laughs> lots of people there who are probably quite willing to help you get your project off the ground now one piece of advice before I finish off this podcast regarding getting a designer for your website project when it comes to building a site the designer is there to design and implement a layout they're not there to produce content for you 
Now, one of the biggest hiccups in Roblox from a designer's point of view is waiting for you to produce content to fill the website with. And content's an important part because it often uh, impacts the way things lay out. Now, if you look at Entrepreneur's Journey with the new design, I had to have content in certain spaces to see how the overall picture was presented. So my advice for you people about to get a website built and hiring someone to do it for you, you're going to get asked I need to know what categories or what sections you have on your website and what content is going to go in there. Do you have the content ready? You know, how many words is it going to be? Are we talking 10 pages, 20 pages? Is it an ongoing blog with constantly updating content? The smartest thing you can do before you even start looking for a designer or at least before you start contacting one and proactively uh, contracting someone is to write the, the, the copy first. Sit down map out the content, map out the sections, the categories, write the content for each section, have the titles ready, have the headings ready, and then, you know, in a Word document is all you need it to be, and then sit down and start working on the website with your designer or your, your software developer and get it, um, m implement the content into your design. Now that will save you a lot of angst because you know, you, you, in your mind you're probably in a hurry. You want your website by next week or tomorrow or whatever. Now the designer is quite capable of producing design work quite quickly but the content, if it's not ready, you can't launch your website. So you do yourself a lot of good by being prepared and producing the content before you actually start contracting a designer. It'll just make the project so much smoother and easier for everyone involved. Okay, that's all I was interested in discussing with you today in this podcast. Um, I have not really uh, put a lot of time and effort into the podcast focus lately, although I do have um, my feelers constantly out for podcast interviewees, because I think people get the most from interviews. And uh, just as I sign off here, I'd like to invite any other entrepreneurs or small business owners or anyone doing something interesting on the internet or even uh, starting a revolutionary business, something a bit different, um, like iPod My Baby with Kevin Moyo recently. We did a podcast with him. So if you have anything interesting, please get in touch with me if you'd like to be interviewed. Uh, just send me an email. That's yaro, Y-A-R-O, at betteredit.com or head, on, head over to entrepreneurs-journey.com and you can find my contact details there. And if all else fails, do a search for Yaro. That's Y-A-R-O in Google. All the main results will be to my websites and you'll get a hold of me that way. All right, everyone, that's it for uh, me today. I'll catch you online. This is Yara Stark. Bye-bye.